Rick Rule has said that uh, 2022 will be the year of the explorer. You think he's right this time? Uh, music to my ears. And, um, you know, I, I come from the adage of if you drill something big enough, you can win in any market. And we certainly have a lot of those opportunities and pending in terms of assays. The exploration industry is finally going to be worth more for everybody. And, um, you know, if you're in the tech or you're a generalist and you've been beaten up by buying this market too early, I uh, just have to remember that when things turn for us, they turn quick. The Financial Survival Network. Now more than ever. The Financial Survival Network. And welcome back. I'm Kerry Lutz, your host of Financial Survival Network. And we're here with a chair, Ivan Bebek, and new president and CEO, Tim Clark of Fury Gold Mines, and lots of news to report here. Tim, it's great to finally meet you. Heard a lot about you. Um, you had six weeks now to get your feet under the desk and uh, size up the situation here. What are you seeing? Well, Carrie, it's, uh, it's been awesome. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's been a lot of work, but uh, I, I did join the company on the board six months ago, and I've got about uh, 23, 24 years of experience working in the mining companies with companies just like this. Look, it's, uh, it's a different time right now for us. It's, uh, we were sort of sitting on a company basically that was looking at um, being a developer as well as, a, as an exploration company. Um, I think when I came on and, and, and sort of looked at the, what we were doing, it, we had a great management team and focus, but the strategy was a little bit off. Uh, as gold sort of torqued back down a little bit, what we wanted to do is really sort of go in to be great at what we do, and that's exploration. It, there is a bit of a pivot um, in terms of management, and um, but I, I would say the sort of the highlight would be is, is we've taken costs down significantly. Uh, we're refocusing on what we're good at, which is in turn, which is in turn basically with the drill. And uh, investors should be excited because you know with the valuations we are right now, I think it's an oversold stock and it's a unique time in the market. We've got some positive metrics and and going on in the economy, and I think uh, it's an awesome time to be looking at this company. So what you know, obviously from a market standpoint, precious metal standpoint, uh, for you know, transitory, transitory low prices. If we could have transitory inflation, we can have transitory low precious metals prices. What would you be looking for to signal a change in the current market conditions? And do you think the Agnico Kirkland merger is actually that change that we've all been waiting for? Well, look, we've been talking about this for quite some time. Uh, M&A has really been out there for companies that it's something they have to do. There's been too many. Um, and effectively, you know, these companies need to keep growing and production is really important to them. Um, Agnico Eagle is an uh, is an amazing company and to see them do this and, and, and trade sideways and do a merger is, is interesting because what it tells you is that they're struggling to find some other kind of assets and exploration. I think this is teeing us up for a huge M&A opportunity in the industry. It's going to consolidate massively. And as we've talked about before is where you really make the money is an expiration, not, not in just mergers. So from our perspective, being in Canada is a huge plus. Uh, the, ge the geography of where these companies want to be is definitely in, 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 uh, 
in areas like North America. So it's for us, as much as people might say there's going to be consolidation, less buyers, I actually think this is going to have a reverse effect for companies like us. It will be the case. Ivan, uh, Rick Rule has said that uh, 2022 will be the year of the explorer. Uh, you think he's right this time? Uh, music to my ears. And, um, you know, I, I come from the adage of if you drill something big enough, you can win in any market. And we certainly have a lot of those opportunities and pending in terms of assays. But uh, I'd like to agree with Rick there for sure. And if you look at the 21-year cycle, I met Rick in 2002. And I, you know, formed a career as a contrarian. That's how I got along with Rick. I, I read a book on Warren Buffett and understood that the dot-coms were peaking much like Bitcoin and the tech stocks now, and um, mining was out of flavor, much like mining stocks now. I mean, to uh, Tim's point a minute ago with the majors here, you know, merging today, that, that this is, Agnico is my favorite gold company out there because of how they've behaved and what they've done. And seeing the lateral merge versus a takeover of an asset that's growing really signifies the whole reason why I think Rick's making that comment. Nobody's finding anything new. And discoveries are very hard to come by. We, we've led the world as a junior, as one of the top few companies, and our shareholders have been overly patient with us to go do this, or many have who have stayed. And, um, you know, discoveries are hard to find, Carrie. And I think we're coming to the threshold of production cliffs, forced growth. You know, balance sheets are really strong across all majors. Um, geopolitically, Canada is a hot spot, but I think that the exploration industry is finally going to be worth more for everybody. And, um, you know, if you're in the tech or you're a generalist and you've been beaten up by buying this market too early, uh, you just have to remember that when things turn for us, they turn quick. And it's really hard to get the liquidity or the big positions before the market goes bid. So you have to buy them a bit early. But I agree with Rick. Next year, predominantly because no one's finding it and majors are starting to merge like you saw today. And I think that this will start to filter down. You probably see some mid-tiers consolidate. We've heard some rumors of a few things happening there. And then, you know, the juniors have to do the same thing. And I think this industry, you know, when you have a thousand juniors looking for money or, you know, a third of that 300 looking for money, it pulls it pulls the market a different direction. And when you have, you know, so many juniors drilling and missing and, and fewer juniors drilling and missing, there's a, there's a big difference. So I think this industry is the stronger companies are going to survive here as they always do at the end of a, of a bear market kind of sector slide. And then we start to see, you know, real growth in some of the stronger juniors that can raise capital like we did here in the last week. And then we just charge ahead and um, and we get paid a lot more for discovery when less discoveries are being found. Oh, that makes total sense. Now, we've had a lot of uh, activity in China, the Evergrande debacle. Uh, what effect are you seeing that as far as the gold price markets? So I've been a gold bug for 20 years and we did extremely well in 2015 selling Caden and the middle of the bear market. But for the last decade, I've been waiting for a signal in the gold market to really turn my sentiment around. And I'll be honest with you and everyone listening, I heard way too much about crypto and Bitcoin replacing gold and gold losing its place in line. And, you know, as a gold bug, you don't want to hear that, not when the fundamental facts overly dramatically outweigh that reality. I mean, you need power. And now there's going to be a lot of regulations to keep Bitcoin and cryptos alive, you know, and, and the big issue here is electric metals, you know, to keep those, keep that currency flow or the current flowing for those metals. So when I saw Evergrande come out and obviously, you know, I called it a hat tip in a tweet I did, it was more about, 
you know, seeing everything go down with the heads up that a crash could be coming because of the global debt crisis and gold went up. And it's not about how much it went up, but it stayed up principally. And that just re-energized the whole reason why I'm a gold buck and the whole reason why we bet into hard assets like gold or real estate, you know, for the same part, I do like real estate as much as, as gold. But for me, I think this is a hat tip. I don't know when the crash is going to come very public. I'm not going to try and guess when it's going to come. I'm more worried about what we've positioned ourselves with in terms of our assets than where we're sitting at with, you know, stock prices or gold market. You know, I think we've put the companies that I'm involved in in an incredibly strong position to really thrive when this market turns around. And I think, you know, investors have been consumed in the gold market with, you know, anti-sentiment is what I'm calling it. People have made it offensive to own a gold stock or to be an executive of a gold stock because they haven't performed at all, you know, compared to the tech side and everything else, which to me is it's buying season. It's, the, it's my favorite time of a cycle is when there's blood in the streets, complete despair, and people have finally given up. And then you see something like Evergrande where gold goes bid and everything else goes down. So look for a lot more drama to come out of some type of a correction of consequence either before or after the midterms and look for gold to have its day. And then, you know, re-quoting Rick Rule, expirations year 2022 just coincidentally lines up perfectly with what's not been happening and what's starting to happen in the industry, right? And, and Tim, you're uh, in the midst of a uh, financing uh yeah, so, yeah, well, we just, you know, as uh, the model is for these uh, junior mining companies is you, you, you have to keep raising money. Um, our job is basically to take what we are given and as be as effective and efficient as we can in putting money in the ground. Uh, so we did do a raise uh, last week and we put, put five to six million bucks back in the Treasury. We've got an opportunity to sell an asset coming up this quarter. I think this is really teeing us up to basically jump through a couple of the first hurdles on our way to opening up some other pathways and opportunities, uh, both in drilling and maybe sort of aligning ourselves with with other companies. So it's exciting time for us. Uh, the interesting part is what's happening in the market right now. With with I think, you know, if you've ever loved gold, this is the time to be in it. Um, if you ever wanted leverage. Uh, the junior space has been sort of beat up and they're primed for, you know, a significant upside. And as Ivan said, you know, I've been working the capital markets for a long time and you, you can kind of feel it coming. You can feel the questions. I see a lot of corporates out in Beaver Creek doing a lot more meetings than they're used to. That's a signal for M&A. You see investors starting to poke in and even new funds opening up trying to, I actually, I heard someone trying to do a Bitcoin and gold play type investment at some point, they're trying to split the difference. Um, look, I think I think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, there's a place, but it's a risk on asset. Uh, we're more of a risk off. And I think what's held us back is, is this trade, upward trade of the technology and healthcare and whatnot. But we're at that point in the cycle where th when things flip and you'll see a lot of the housing prices, people want hard assets. People have made a lot of money in the last few years hard assets are where they want to go. And you want to put your money in with really well-run companies. And that's really the reason why I came to Fury. I was really attracted to what Ivan does. Uh, he's got a phenomenal team. He's got uh, these guys in the ge ge geological side that were ahead of a huge history with Newmont. Uh, we've got multiple assets. 
you just don't see junior companies with with that kind of optionality. And uh, you, you know, if you're going to be looking at a hundred different names, we should certainly be in the top five to play. Yeah, well, Ivan's always been the expert team builder, and I always call uh, Michael Henriksen uh, the gift that keeps on giving, Ivan. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a special um, a special gear that he goes in, not just being a brilliant geologist, but he, he works as hard as I work. I mean, that's our culture is 18-hour days, and you don't see it in the share price, carry. And, and this is the biggest challenge right now is the disconnect between our fundamentals um, we have 23 holes in the assay lab pending release. Some of the best holes I've drilled in my career in terms of what's pending at Committee Bay and some of the holes we've drilled at uh, Eau Claire. Um, we did this financing here, and I know a lot of people were unhappy that we did it when we did it. Um, some people were commending us for being able to raise money in this environment. And it's the third time in my career that I've done warrants. Last time I did warrants was $1.20 financing back in uh, or in early days. And, uh, you know, the people who bought this are substantial investors that have been extremely supportive and they will be the, the best type to own a warrant that can just write the check and not have to go to market to sell. Um, it puts us in a really good position to capitalize on various optionality. Obviously, we're, we're doing something with Homestake here in the not too far future. We're exploring a lot of options with some great parties. And uh, in addition to that, I mean, you know, I, I wish we got the holes back in September, but the assay labs moved those dates into October without notice. And, you know, we had to do the funding. Um, we we think we're going to make up for that modest dilution with things like potential asset sales. And we think the discoveries will be big enough that will dwarf any kind of concern over, you know, three, four percent dilution, which is really what's what's going to happen here, you know, pre-warrant. But the capital is going to be, you know, extend our, our life quite a bit to get a lot of good news out. And the last thing, which we're not talking about yet, Carrie, is the exploration around Eau Claire. We really took it to task this summer, not just the drilling at Eau Claire, which, which I think we could have some huge surprises here late this quarter. But if you look at the surface and things like Percival and, and LaClarkey and some of these targets, the guys have done like six, seven kilometers of surface sampling, and they're lining things up to really open up a district in Quebec. Um, the Eleanor JV is worth way more than we have ever thought it is because that target there that we're going to go drill is is really you know competing with some of our best targets. So you know, back to Tim's comment, you know, I don't know of a junior that has as much going on for it and as many ways to benefit shareholders as Fury does. I don't like the share price performance. Um, I did not personally buy into this financing because it's a it's a favorable lower price financing with a warrant. And uh, I look to buy in the open market, you know, probably come October, November. And I look to build considerably to my current position, you know, once we get a chance to put some results out here. So really excited about what's coming. Uh, it's more important than what's happened. And in the sense of shareholder base, we're extremely appreciative to all the shareholders who've weathered this gold market and the performance in the last 10 months. Um, Tim's an incredible leader. He's got this incredible morale boost that's never been stronger in the company. And he's opening doors to some key relationships in the street, which we didn't have before. So for me, it's it's the, it's the a turning point. Um, I'm not worried about share prices anymore. Uh, that's a big change for me. And I'm not worried about commodity prices. I'm extremely bullish on metals. We're funded now. And we have a chance to, to top ourselves up from an asset sale and uh, and other options that we're considering. And then just go hit hit the next 12 months with a lot of potentially a big discovery year in Q4 with results pending and a lot of really exciting things to drill next year. 
And Tim, uh, what's the situation with the assay labs? I know we had four drills turning. Right, got to be a lot of uh, of of core there. Well, it's a, you know, it's an it's an industry problem. Effectively, we went from two to three weeks to two to three months. Um, it's COVID wrecking havoc in terms of getting labor in there to help push them through. But when you when you're working with a company like these, where you're constantly having to uh, feel out the financial um, support levels. Uh, you need these assay results to basically support what we're doing in the market. Uh, when you get a disconnect, it's awfully hard to um, maintain the momentum. I think that's part of the reason why the stock was down over the summer into the into the fall. Um, we're not alone, uh, but you know I think uh, this is an opportunity again for investors. And yes, we had to raise some money at a lower price. Um, I got to be honest with you, I don't really watch it that carefully because what I found over time is when you do a good job and you run a good company, uh, it does materialize later. And we're doing a great job. Um, I've been really happy with the people here at the company. Um, I think we're making smart decisions and putting the money where we're supposed to be. And this is a, a great opportunity to be buying the market. I think if you had the stock sort of float around, it, it sits in a no man's land. And I, I've kind of almost preferred to watch it trade down because now it can go a lot higher. We're not we're not here to make 20% for people. We're here to make three or four baggers, if not 10 baggers. Uh, Ivan is a guy who's, um, he's not looking to build a little mine. He's going after the big ones. Uh, this is what the large companies want. This is what they're looking for. And this is where you get massive returns in the long term. So uh, as I said, I'm not worried about what we did here. We did it a very small amount, relatively speaking, uh, and we put it in the right guy's hands. They're not going to be selling and trading around. Um, we're, as a management team, highly compensated by the stock price. So, you know, investors should feel good about that as well. And Ivan, you know, such an atypical situation, the mining sector, fury gold mines in particular, because the uh, world has become a quarter-by-quarter-focused uh, investment thesis. And yet, when you look at uh, explorers particularly, you can't look quarter-by-quarter. Quarter. You absolutely have to take a longer view. So right there, you're a contrarian just in the way you run the company and your entire philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we all want it to happen overnight. Um, I think the only thing we got wrong, Kerry, and I'm going to be real humble here, is the length of assay results turnaround. We're about a quarter and a half behind the results that are pending, you know, and uh, we should have had all of our committee bay holes back, you know, at the end of August, early September. All these Eau Claire holes that we drilled, they should have been back as well. We should already be, you know, a lot further down the road with Eau Claire. And so, you know, what happens when you don't get the assay allowed? How do you adjust? And how do you manage capital and treasury and stuff like that? And, and the first thing Tim did was he, he cut costs. We went virtual in Toronto. We cost share out of our Vancouver office now with all of our companies. We overlap as many people as we can. And that's the perfect response to something that's plaguing the industry because money's harder to come by when you don't have the news flow. And then, Carrie, I'll, I'll point out that, you know, in terms of that, that look, like, 
again, Tim's point, this all has to be worth it. You know, why did I buy you here? I'm down 40%. I'm down 50%. It's taking forever. Why am I waiting? Why am I holding the stock? It's because we're swinging at Committee Bay and that big discovery, you know, out of five years of going up there, we have visible gold. We've put in a press release. We showed it. We've drilled our Sino Pyrite over really respectable widths underneath some hits. It could be the big one this, this fall that would change the, the Fury outlook dramatically forever. Eau Claire is something that is an incredible starting point for an asset. A million ounces of high grade is nothing to, to, to scoff at. It's, it's a real deposit that goes. But where I'm most intrigued by Eau Claire is, is what kind of a district could be there? Can it get to three to five? Could there be 10 million ounces in that land, that 50,000 hectare land position? You know, those are the kind of questions I'm asking. What happens in the Eleanor JV? Do we find something consequential 10 kilometers from the Eleanor mine that's producing 300,000 ounces a year? These are the kind of things that when you go take world-class swings that are going to make those returns you, you want to have. You want to have as many of these in your company as you can. And this is why I've kept my, my calmness through all of this. And yeah, it's, it's tough to take it on the chin when the share price is down. I'm a huge shareholder and, and I live by the share price, you know, but at the same time, the fundamentals completely outweigh our share price, our valuations. And lastly, gold market. We are in a gold market. The gold market sentiment is going to drive a lot of our performance until we make that big discovery. And it's going to, it's going to be soft, soft at times. It's going to underperform at times. But when it turns, Carrie, you know it very well. And I've been to $9 with Keegan, you know, so it's, you know, in this case here, I like, I like the opportunities. This is my favorite gold company globally, hands down in the world. And I have a choice to buy a lot of other ones, but the optionality, the geopolitical address and the pending results and catalysts in front of this company are substantial. So look for a huge turnaround in Fury. Um, the leadership's awesome with Tim. The doors for, for really big circles are open and results are pending, you know, from our end, which is which is the best thing to say on this interview is we have a lot of results pending. A lot of results from a lot of drills in a lot of different places. And that's why I'm a shareholder. And I suggest go over to furygoldmines.com. Sign up for notifications so you can get the latest drill results as they're released. Ticker symbol on the New York Stock Exchange American and the TSX is Fury, F-U-R-Y. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out from your day and speaking with us. And we'll be looking forward to seeing what happens next. Great, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. The Financial Survival Network.